Tonight's episode of Speak LA, the podcast, is sponsored by Actors Connection. So before we start, one of the things that we most often hear from our listeners is that it's hard sometimes to find an agent. So if this is something that you are trying to do right now, we have an ultimate free agent guide at ispeakla.com. There's no shame in not having an agent, but we really want to help you get one. So go to ispeakla.com and grab your free agent guide now. Hey, Kim. Why, hello there, Jen. How are you? I'm good. Good. So here we meet again. I know. Very exciting. Always exciting. (laughs) Always lovely to see your face. Um, We get to talk to somebody from The Walking Dead today. I know. I know. I I actually coordinated my outfit for this podcast. (laughs) You did? Yeah, because the colors on the show, you know, making it a little gritty. Wow. I know. I'm not sure anybody's going to notice that, but it's nice for you to know. (laughs) (laughs) I'm, I'm, you know, the thing I love about Alana is she's Uh so real. Yeah, she's you know here she is doing this incredibly amazing show show and epic, epic, yeah, you know the crazy schedule and the shooting schedule and everything, and yet she's just this humble, awesome. No pun intended. (laughs) (laughs) She's a badass on that show. Badass woman. I want to be just like her when I grow up. Me too. (laughs) Can we ask her that? I know. Um. So what else? I always forget to ask I you know, this question. I'm, I'm a little hurt. I'm sorry, Jen. <laughs> Jen, Jen, what yeah. have you been up to? Well, you know what? You know what? Very topical for today's podcast. Yes. Um, as you know, when I the way I met Alana, which is recently, and yes. asked her to do our show, is I was visiting my husband's film set, That's well, actually right. TV set, um, show he wrote with his writing partner Josh Stolberg, and uh, they are doing um, this TV show. I don't know how much I'm. Well, whatever. I'm just going to say. Yes, yeah, it. <laughs> I want to know. Um, I want to know. Called uh, Kappa Kappa Die. About you know a a, a sorority house that terrible things happen. Oh gosh! But um, Alana was you know one of the one of the lovely um, the actresses. Yeah, on the show, and I got to meet her and visit this cool set. And you know, every time I visit a set here in Hollywood, and not like I do it all the time, but the few times that I uh, am lucky enough to do it, um, I'm just always amazed by. By Hollywood and how it works yeah. and, and how smooth it is and how I mean these people that run these sets it's like it, it, they're run like a like a ship I know, you know? It's, it's like so tight and organized and machine. yeah yeah it's uh and the enthusiasm and the enthusiasm, there's so much excitement everybody's so excited to be I there know. and craft services oh, I mean come on they're it's they're like amazing food everywhere <laughs> it's just like the best oh that sounds incredible it was fun it was fun and look what we got out of it we get oh, to I talk know. to Alana I'm so excited me too how old were you when you came to LA six where did you come from? New York. At what age did you get your first job in the entertainment industry? Six. What was your first job in the entertainment industry? The Young and the Restless. Uh, who's an actor who influences you? Gary Oldman. Mm-hmm. And if you had to sum up L.A. in one word, what would that word be? Oof. <laughs> <laughs> That's a pretty good description. Uh, one word. <laughs> Um, good weather? Good weather. 
It, that yes. is a good one. That's, that's good. my that opinion. Very sunny. I'm not going to go in on the people here, but yeah, that's my opinion. Good weather. Sunny weather. I think good weather is a perfect answer. <laughs> so, Alana Masterson. <laughs> So excited to have you tonight and Thanks to be for live. Inviting. Thank you for being here. You're welcome. Right in Hollywood. So Guys, where you. dreams happen. I know, exactly. Uh, I was walking down Hollywood Boulevard yesterday. Yeah. For a job, not for something else. <laughs> and I just was like, wow, people come here and they're like, Hollywood, this is Hollywood. And then you walk like Highland to, and you're like, oh my God, what is happening? <laughs> this, why yeah. is this boulevard? Explain just, what you mean for people listening that don't oh, live in LA. Oh, for people who want to come visit LA, don't you don't have to go to Hollywood right. Boulevard. Yeah. Right. That's like has nothing to do with LA. You go to all the other places. Right. Um for people listening. Mm-hmm. Um so it's just funny, I hadn't walked you don't walk down Hollywood Boulevard often mm-hmm. unless you're like doing sort of a touristy thing or going to the Pan, uh, El Capitan Theater. Um and yeah, I was walking down, there's a lot of characters. I saw Spider Man. <laughs> Batman. Oh right, it's all the characters are there. I yeah, that, yeah. Ron I remember Weasley. seeing um, a, a man with a life-size dummy of himself next to him. Yeah, that makes sense. Hollywood Boulevard. <laughs> That's definitely like a Hollywood thing. I'm gonna do that. What a great idea! Yeah, right, right. <laughs> um, I'd really love to know about the first moment that you knew that you wanted to be an actor. I mean. Oh, pretty young, my I God. imagine. Um, yeah, because you, you said your first job was at six, yeah, right? Yeah, um, well, I have older brothers who are also uh, successful actors, and we, um, I was just really dramatic as a child, and my mom, like, the only way for me to channel my, like, over-the-top, the world is ending meltdowns <laughs> was to sort of channel it into something artistic, and I started modeling just for fun because my brothers would be doing a a print job and then they'd be like oh my god she's cute can she come do the kids mm-hmm. thing and yeah. then it kind of just was like that and then we all just sort of fell into it my mom walked into at the time it was called the savage agency is it still yeah. there it uh, is Judy I, mean, savage. I remember it yeah it was like yeah. the biggest sort of kids agency yeah. at the time and she walked in and the receptionist was like no you have to have an appointment she like stormed through the doors walked up to the head of the agency yeah judy savage my mom's a badass walked up to Judy Savage and was like yo I have four kids you want to sign them or not like she just and they were like she was like yes (laughs) sure and then we all went on to work and have really great careers but my mom sort of was really wonderful in that regard because she also at any point was like if you don't want to do this you stop and at one point I did I was like I don't I had tested for so many shows and I was so young and I had been told no so many times and I finally was just like, mom, I can't do this anymore. Like my ego as a 13 year old. Yeah. Couldn't handle it. It was so hard. And so I just stopped for like three years and then I was like, oh man, I missed the crazy shit that goes along with this stupid business. And (laughs) so I just, you know, again, just started up and doing it and whatever. Yeah. Did you approach it differently when you started again? Yeah, you know, I had had a conversation um, with a few, recently with a few dear friends of mine who are pretty 
successful actors. And um, one of my friends right now is shooting a show in in Mexico called Narcos, Narcos Mexico, right? Uh, Scoot McNary. And I called him in tears yesterday because I had tested for a job and I didn't get it. And you'd think like, okay, how after this point in time are you still getting upset or still emotional about it? Um, And it sucks, man, being told sort of no when you're so close or when you've prepped so hard or when you've, you know. But I was talking to my friend Scoot and if you listen to anything that Brian Cranston talks about with auditioning, he's like, yo, approach it as like, this is three minutes for these people to view what you can do and they're on your time. And so when you start to shift sort of the perspective of like, oh my God, I need a job, please. Like, thank you for seeing me. Mm -hmm. It's like, no, watch what I'm about to do. Mm -hmm. You you know, you're prepped and you have all of your stuff done. And it's kind of a way to explore a character. And each one is like, a new lesson. And so, yes, it sucks not getting the job, but you're like, oh, cool. I just came up with this like really weird character. And sometimes I'll walk into an audition. I'll be like, what I'm about to do is nothing on your page. (laughs) And they're like, uh, and I'll do it because at least I made a choice and I don't give a shit. You know what I mean? Like versus trying to, okay, they want a girl and it says smirks here. So you're like, you know, (laughs) it's like, it's not real. Like, like all those things that writers write, they don't, you know what I'm saying? Or yeah. you'll be like, laughs here, tears here, cries here. You're like, fuck you, it's 8 a.m. I'm not yeah. going to cry. <laughs> You're like a wall reading the scene with me. You have no emotion and I'm supposed to tell you I love you. Like I'm getting nothing. Like an audition is nothing like working. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I just have a new sort of, yes, I still get discouraged and upset, but it's so different now. Now I just don't give a shit. Like you just can't because you're never going to book a job when you're like fiending for it and going, Oh my God, I have to get this job. I have to pay my rent. I have to pay my bills. I have to pay for my daughter's nan. Like, you know, it just stuff doesn't come that way when you're in panic. It only comes when you really don't care. And obviously it's easier said than done. But if you have another passion that you love that you focus on that also can maybe be some sort of income while you're trying to make it, you're just relaxed. You're a little bit more relaxed than like, all my eggs are in this basket and I have to make it as an actor. It's like, I love to write. I love doing theater. I love directing. I love like painting or sewing or whatever weird shit people do. You know what I mean? Like if you have something that is also creative, it takes the stress off of that. So that's how I, I know that was a really long winded way of going about it, but that's the way I've been able to sort of approach auditions especially since leaving the show, like where I'm like, cool, you're here to watch me for three minutes. You don't like it. You don't like me. I don't care. Like at least I did something and at least I tried and at least I put, bless you. And at least Corona. (laughs) 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 I'm just kidding. None of us are old. We're all fine. (laughs) Smokers though, on the other hand, um, uh, I'm joking. I'm going to Europe tomorrow, and I'm just like, yo, anybody sneezes around me, I'm just like, Corona? It's not a funny joke. People are dying, Alana. I'm sorry. Okay. Anyway, that's my long-winded answer to my audition process. <laughs> I, I want to I go back for a second. Yeah. I love everything you said. Um, when you say, you go in and you say, I'm going to do this totally differently than how it's written, do you mean you actually change lines? Or do you mean... No, I never no. change lines only because writers get so annoyed and they're so precious about their dialogue, which is so stupid because when you're in a scene and you're shooting with somebody and something natural comes out, another actor is going to be like, oh shit, what was that? Okay, let me throw this thing. And mm-hmm. it's like, yeah. it just is so organic. But to change lines 
can I just think is rude, especially yeah. because somebody spent their time <clears throat> writing this scene. Now, if I fuck up in a scene, sorry, am I allowed to swear? Totally, okay. um, <laughs> I, Yeah, I don't know. So if I mess up in a scene, right, like in the audition, I'll just be like, cool, I'm just going to keep going no matter what it is. Because ultimately, at the end of the day, Every casting director you talk to, you either are or you aren't the character. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter how prepared you are, how well you know the lines, how funny you are, how you whatever. You walk in and they're like, you're not the person. Yeah. It's not a hit to your ego. It just is the truth. You either are or you aren't the character. Mm. And that is something I really have taken to heart, especially over the last five years. Because I used to be like, I was so right for it. I knew yeah. all my lines. Like... God, I practiced. I stayed up all night. I had two hours of sleep. I drilled it in the mirror. I looked like an idiot driving in traffic, like <laughs> repeating my lines over and over again. I listened to the music. I yelled the things. I did right. the breath yeah. exercise. <laughs> it doesn't matter. You could walk in, not know a single line, and be the person, and you get the job. And mm-hmm. it's happened. I was not even remotely right for something. And I was like, all right, fuck it. I'll just do whatever. And then you get it. Or I'm like, so right for something. They're like, you just weren't the person. Mm-hmm. It's not personal. It's really just a game of like understanding that you either are or you aren't the character. And that's all it is. You, you touched on two things that I think are the trickiest part about being an actor. One yeah. is that you are you are always going to be selling yourself. So there's that ego and sure. then so it's it's that fine line that you're dancing mm-hmm. which, which you're talking about and yeah. then the other one is also the audition um sort of the business of the audition and then the craft sure which you mm-hmm. love and then that sure. and I love how you're talking about I have this of, it's yours drink it did you drink out of it girl <laughs> I love how you're talking about Um, approaching an audition more so like a a mini performance. Yeah. I mean, I think it takes away the sort of fear of personally, obviously, I don't know. I'm not like what, this is just how I approach it, which I have found. I've been in, couldn't tell you 10,000 auditions, how many network tests, how many, whatever. Um, If you just approach, it's nothing like the work. That's what's Mm. so hard is auditioning is also just kind of this weird craft in and of itself. And you talk to a person who is so amazing on screen and they're like, I can't audition to save my life. Yeah. And it just is because it's like, there's four people. They're all staring at you. One's on their phone. Like (laughs) one's sneezing, you know, like, (laughs) like someone, like I was in a a huge (laughs) test for a show four days ago, mid scene, someone knocks on the door and I was like, come in. <laughs> and they like walked in. I was like, would you like to sit and join? I'm just, I'm on my fourth page of this 10 page dialogue. Oh my God. And she was like, I'm so sorry. And Vicki Thomas, who's an amazing sort of hardcore casting director was in there and she just started laughing. Like, you know what uh-huh. I mean? Like you just take the severity out of the audition. It, it, let them watch you. And if you suck, get better. And if you like, can't remember, your, you know what I mean? If you can't remember your lines, okay, you can't next time go in and just, like take a, it's not life or death. We're not curing Corona. You know what I mean? Like it's an, it's, it's acting. It's not the end of the world. And I don't know if it's because I've had a kid or whatever. Like I just, it is, it's going to happen or it's not. Mm-hmm. And this is what Scoot and I were talking about. Shout out to Scoot. He'll never listen to this because he doesn't even have like a normal cell phone. <laughs> but he he was like, yo, the people that move here to be actors, 
They get discouraged, they give up, and they move home. The people who don't keep going, it's perseverance, and it's luck, and it's timing, and there's so many factors. It doesn't, don't go, oh man, I I suck, or oh, I haven't booked anything, I'm such a bad actor. It's not that. It's like, Mm. do everything you can, be prepared, know your lines, but also know there's so many factors that have nothing to do with you at all, and just, you know, keep going. It's so hard, but just to keep going. I mean, I've been yeah. doing it first since I was six years old. I'm still going. Yeah. And even my friends up at the high, high echelon of actors who have won Oscars will sit over coffee and be like, oh, man, I could, didn't get this job. It went to blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, you're you have an Oscar. What do you mean? <laughs> like, and he's yeah. like, it doesn't matter. Like, I blah, blah, blah. Or like, yeah. you know, I directed a thing and. I'm like, it won Sundance. What do you mean? <laughs> like, I suck. And you're like, oh my God. <laughs> like, everyone goes through this. Everyone has these feelings. And it's really just about perseverance, I think. Yeah, that's such a good point. Like, we all, I think you think you're going to reach a point where you're like, nope. now I'm done. Never. Mm-hmm. Like, now I've I've hit it. But yeah, you, it's the just The people you at just the top keep, feel that yeah. way. I was like, yeah. oh man, working in a bar. I was like, if I just had an extra $200 a month. Whew, you know what I could do with $200? Then I start working on a show. I'm like, man, if I could just like get this thing. Oh, if yeah. I could just get that job. Yeah. I was on the biggest TV show in the world. And I was like, oh, but you know what? If I could, you know what I'm <laughs> yeah. saying? It just, it, yeah. compa- it, it and it's kind of like living in the present and being like, wow, man, I'm really grateful. I have a roof over my head. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's perspective a little bit. I don't know. What was your, my opinion. what was your training like? And, and, and what do you think about training for actors uh, in general? Like, do you think it's an important thing? 100%. Yeah. Okay. 100%. I, th- I also think there's amazing actors that never had a lick of training. Mm-hmm. So I think that it doesn't mean, oh, well, because I went to this school or that thing or Tish or blah, blah, blah. I am better. It literally doesn't mean that. Cause I do know people that have had all of the training in the world. You throw them in a scene and somebody does something that's just kind of not part of the thing. And they're like, Oh God, (laughs) but my breath and my thing and I'm stiff and I, you know, like, so I think training is, uh, amazing. I mean, I, Personally, I know people from both ends of the spectrum, and um, I think practice is really kind of the only way you get better. And taking the fear out of feeling introverted, mm-hmm. you know, like I don't know, obviously, I don't know what sort of schooling you guys do, but like I used to walk into a room and be like, do I look ugly when I cry? <laughs> or do, right. do I look weird when I scream? Or do I have like these things of everybody looking in at me and going, like, do you think. Winona Ryder do you think Meryl Streep do you think whomever I don't know why Winona Ryder came. oh because I saw Strangers post, Stranger Things poster because um, I that would, wouldn't be an example but do you think they care that when they're crying and they're sobbing and they're like do you think they give a shit how they look or how they feel or how they whatever they just go for it and like mm. I think that sort of thing which makes training really cool is you can just go for it and play and have fun and like who cares if someone's like, oh, she's terrible at crying. It's like, well, fuck you, you try it. You know what I mean? Like, you try yeah. crying on stage where everybody's looking at you. You try going into a, a, a scene and having 67 people in a focus puller, like, looking at you while you're, you know, having to lose your mind. Like, I think training only helps you for when you get the job. But when you get the job, half that shit goes out the window. Yeah. There's a crane moving and a person yelling and, like, a dolly grip like falling over and you have to you know there's so many training is awesome and it gets you 
sort of pretty far, but also just watching movies and learning f- and seeing, watching performances being like, wow, that was really interesting or that was really cool or watching, you guys know, um, is it Sam Jones? You know, have you ever watched him on Audience Network? Wow, none of you? Sam Jones, my guy. Okay, <laughs> go do yourself a favor, go on YouTube and type in Sam Jones and he interviews all these amazing actors and his show actually just, like that network got sold recently, so he was like, we're looking for a new place for it. But he'll interview Michael Shannon, right, who's my favorite actor of all time. And he'll ask him a question, and he just candidly answers it, kind of like this, versus when you do a press drunket, and they're like, so what's it like being the character? And you're like, well, being the character feels like... Like, shut the fuck up. That's not what you actually think. You, like, said the lines, you were paid the money, and you really care, and it was good. Like, so Sam Jones does these things where he, like, interviews these amazing people and, like, stuff like that, watching really candid interviews, not, Mm -hmm. like, this sort of cookie-cutter, like, Mm -hmm. I did my breath work, and so now I'm nominated. You're like, no, what really went into it? Like, oh, man, I stayed up late, and I couldn't remember my lines, and... You know, like stuff like that. That that stuff I find really helps with acting because you get to see people that are really good talk about it who, yeah. have, who have, you know, illustrious careers and yeah, yeah, yeah. You've had a unique experience being on a hit TV show, yes. being a woman during this time where yes. things have been changing at the yeah. Me Too movement. Have you noticed things different that are different on set? Um, have you noticed that change? And what would you say? Um, hmm. Personally, um, I have the personality of a person who says what I'm thinking, if you haven't all gathered that. (laughs) So when I've been in that position where like a camera dude, instead of saying like, hey, your mark, I'm moving your mark, it's six feet over here, comes up and like puts his hand on my lower back and is like, hey, honey, your mark is over here. I'll just like grab their arm (laughs) and I'll just be like, hey man, all good. Like just tell me to move six, six feet or whatever. And he's like, Oh, okay, cool. Or someone like makes some weird comment to me. I don't, I don't blast them in front of people. I just pull them aside and I'm like, Hey man, I don't know if you meant it, but like that really made me feel weird. And Mm. I felt a little embarrassed. And then I felt like I didn't do my best job in that scene. So like, Hey, maybe next time you could just not make that joke. Mm. And they're like, Oh shit. Yeah. Sorry. Obviously I don't, some people may not have the wherewithal to confront somebody and say something right away and that's okay too um but I think it's great obviously some sort of acknowledgement of what happens on set and it is crazy you know you walk in a set and a man is like yeah but it goes both ways girls do it to men too and men do it to like this is from my own experience where um you know people are making jokes left and right we're all ripping on each other I mean we're like brothers and sisters so I think if something really makes me uncomfortable I just pull them aside and I say something Hmm. And then if they're like a dick about it, then I'll sure I'll march into somebody's office mm-hmm. and be like, yo, that guy was so rude to me, made me feel this way. Yeah. And and if you can't or don't have the courage to do it, ask somebody to do it for you. Yeah. 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 I've done that for people where I'll be like, hey, don't say that to blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And they're like, well, it was a joke. I'm like, I don't care. It's not funny. Don't say it. <laughs> Yeah, that's a good point because there's always going to be somebody around that's willing sure, to. Sure, yeah. there's also yeah, dicks yeah. in every facet of the yeah. world. You know what I mean? Like, girls, guy, like people are just weird. Yeah, and rude. <laughs> like people are weird and rude. I got into an argument with a valet guy today. He was just so rude. I was like, "Yo, dude, relax. I'll move the car." Like, uh, what? You know what I'm saying? Like, people are weird. There's shitty people everywhere. Girls, guys, you For name sure. it. Animals. 
<laughs> my child who wouldn't go to bed last night. Real dick. Um, so we cannot, I cannot let us run out of time without oh, yeah, we've been talking chatting. to you a little bit about The Walking Dead. Sure. Oh, yeah, yeah. We go all ahead. love, I'm yeah, sure. Yeah, go ahead. Um, and just your part in it and how that came to be and, you know, kind of your experience on yeah. the show. Um, I was... I went in for an audition, um, and all the girls were much older than me, and I wasn't right for it, and all of these things, and I was like, there's no point in going in, like, whatever, but it was for these casting directors. Oh, that was another thing. If you get an audition for something that you think you're not right for, uh, which most of the time you won't be, because there's never anything that you're like, this is me. It's like <laughs> one in every 100 auditions. Uh, just know that the casting directors always remember a good audition. So regardless of if you're right, when you leave and you go, man, I didn't book that. It goes, it doesn't matter because you crushed it so hard that they're like, oh, she couldn't be more wrong for this, but we'll remember her. And that's how I've gotten so many jobs is I get brought back in because they're like, yo, you weren't right for, there was a show called Turn on AMC that I attested for that I just wasn't right for and I knew it. And they cast Walking Dead. And so they were like, you can't play 35. This at the time I was 25. And they're like, you can't play 35, but like we wanted to bring you in anyway. And I was like, okay, cool. And all the girls were much older than me. None of them look like me. The character was really serious. Um, and I went on the dish and I made her really funny. Um, not to be a rude to the creative people. I just was like, eh, I'm just going to try and make this different because I feel like if I do it, Right. Imagine you see a hundred people in a day and they all say the lines like, Hey, how are you? Hey, how are you? You'd be like by the 80th person. So if somebody comes in and is like, huh? huh? You'd be like, Oh, whoa, that was something new and different. You know what I mean? Cause it gives you like, imagine seeing the same scene a hundred times as a casting director. You're just going to fall asleep. So, you know, I, whatever, I made her funny. Uh, left, went, a uh, week went by, went to a Justin Bieber concert with my brother because we had both just gone through really bad breakups and one of my friends was a stylist for him. So we're backstage, <laughs> 9 p.m. And I get a phone call. Can you be at blah, blah, blah at 8.30 tomorrow? And my first response was, who has auditions at 8.30? Because nobody ever in the history of audition auditioning <laughs> has there been, an, it's always a 10, right? First one's always 10 a.m. They're like, yeah, and it's all new sides. Oh, and I was like, okay. So I went home. I stayed up all night working on it. Walked in. It was me, Alia Shaquette, and Alexandra Daddario, who are both phenomenal actresses. And, of course, right away I was like, oh, great. Like, I'm not Alia Shaquette. She's a friend of mine. <laughs> you know what I, mean? I was like, oh, she's so funny in Arrested Development. Like, I suck. You know, like just like self-doubt, self-doubt, self-doubt. Walked in the audition. There's like 14 people sitting there. And I'm like, hey, what's up? Just And I sat down. I was like, all right, I'm ready. And I just started and I went right into it finished the scene I was like thanks got up and walked out and as I got to the door they're like whoa 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 whoa, whoa. can you come sit back down I was like oh yeah what are and I like sat down and Scott Gimple the showrunner he's like can we do it again and I was like sure he's like cool could you try this one thing and I was like yeah and I did it and I wasn't trying to I just was so fed up with the process of auditioning and then when Alia and Alexandra walked in I was like oh cool great like <laughs> never gonna get this like being such a whiny asshole and then I left and then the next day was my birthday and uh I booked the job they called me and they're like you're leaving it was a much funnier your story than yeah, it's a really, f I'll tell it really quickly, but I was asleep and my neighbor knocked on my door and I opened my door and he's like, hey, your mom's trying to get a hold of you. 
I think something's wrong. And I was like, oh my God, okay. And I like ran and got my phone. I called my mom and my brother Jordan answered. He's like, hey, I'm like, hello, hi, what's wrong? He's like, well, and I'm like, oh my God, Jordan, what's wrong? Spit it out. Like what's happening? And he's like, I'm really going to miss you. I'm like, miss me? What are you talking about? <laughs> and he's like, I'm really going to miss you because you're moving to Atlanta. You, you know, whatever. And I, I just burst into tears. Oh my That's great. And it's been such a Story. long road to get there that when I finally booked a job that wasn't like a failed pilot or, you know, an indie or something, it just, you know. So got on the plane, the next day left. It was supposed to do three episodes and then I ended up being there for six years. Wow. So, wow. What a story. You know, it just... It was a whirlwind experience and really like insane boot camp. It's unlike any other show on television besides Game of Thrones, which has the crazy like long season with crazy weather and animals and bugs and heat. And, um, you know, I did a whole season that pregnant and then I did a whole season nursing a child. It was just like the most insane six years I've ever had. Um, And I really miss it. And I don't miss it at the same time. Yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow, that's such a story. Yeah, it's pretty wild. God. Yeah, you- it's fun. It was a good show. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's pretty good, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, so with your daughter. Mm-hmm. I Marlo. Only- her name's Marlo. She's four. She's a tyrant. <laughs> she likes honey on mac and cheese. Yeah. <laughs> Literally was like, no, my mom lets me have honey on mac and cheese every night. I was like, no, I've never <laughs> let you do that. What are you talking about? So how do you how do you do that work life balance being a mom oh, working oh love um, to hear about that I mm-hmm. uh, it's definitely a j- juggle right um, you know like I picked my kid up from school and I basically finished all of my stuff at six fifty and then threw a dress on and came here and like drove by a cop for sure putting mascara on I was like sorry <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, I. Um, four years ago, I went with another actress friend of mine, Riley Keough, to Nepal, and we built a elementary school in a village where they don't have their closest school was X amount of miles away. And I did this with this program called Build On, where you raise the money and you go and build a school. And when I was there, I lived in a hut and I like slept on a floor with like a goat in a really fun way. Like the goat would come out and be like, yeah, what's up, man? And we'd like drink coffee and um, we built this school. We like dug and we did rebar and it was the most insane experience. And those moms were digging for their little kids to go to school while they had a baby on their back and a baby on their front. And they had nothing, no cell phones, no TVs, no nothing. And it was the craziest thing to see how happy these people were with literally nothing on the top of a mountain with just themselves. No beds, no, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I gave them a thing called a, it's an indestructible soccer ball when I left. Uh, And because they, you know, play soccer with like empty cans and whatever they can find. And these boys were just like, oh my, in tears about this indestructible soccer ball. So my point is, is that I juggle things, but we're pretty privileged to be living where we live and breathing. And, you know, we all have hardships and things that have happened in our lives that are really terrible and probably awful and all of these things. But like, we don't live in that village on the top of the thing. And some of those girls will never get educated. And that was a big thing by the way they will get educated because we built a school and that was like the number one rule both men and like they had like the heads of the village had to sign this promise that basically everyone gets to go to school um but you know ultimately like 
I'm not I'm not living in Syria with bombs going. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah, like yeah. there's some really yeah. shitty places to be. Um, and so while it's juggling, yes, uh, I'm so fortunate and so, you know, grateful. But like, for example, I'm getting texts about, is she allowed to have blah, blah, blah <laughs> at night? You know? Oh my God. So, That's a great answer though. Yeah. yeah. It's really, it just it's reminds perspective. Us perspective. Yeah. Perspective. Yeah. There's a lot um, of shitty things going on in the world. Yeah. Yeah. You for know. sure. Sadly, we're out of time, but we always like to end the show ask um, away with asking questions? with uh, asking you for an LAism, which is a word that we made up, oh. which is um, <laughs> something that you have found is unique about Los Angeles. <laughs> it only happens uh, in LA. Oh God, there's so many. <laughs> um, an LAism. Oh, we said one earlier, which is you're in the mix. Oh right, which is code for they don't give a shit. <laughs> um, and. Uh, there's a the pin mix. in you. That's a good one. There's right. a pin in you. I'm like, I don't, get, I don't care about the pin. Tell me if I have a job or not. Don't tell me about a pin. Where's this pin? In the thing? Oh, water flying over. Corona! Uh, yeah. Pin in you in the mix. Don't ever be on the 405. Right. Avoid the 405. You know, That's a good one. Avocados an extra $4 at Chipotle. <laughs> is it really? I think so, right? Well, how much is guac extra? You, someone in here knows. <laughs> oh, all right. Fuck. Well, <laughs> some places sweet green. I guess it's four dollars. <laughs> Listen, you and your mustache over there. Don't tell me it's a dollar. <laughs> How much? Four dollars ten cents. Yeah. See. See. There you go. What? Four dollars. Well, I'm cents. moving to the valley, sir. <laughs> with your those mustache. are those are good LAisms. I like yeah. that. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Alana, thank you so much. Yeah. You're welcome. If people want to ask me questions, yeah, we're going to get to that. But great. But guess what? The people listening, uh, oh, they don't hear, hear. Don't sadly don't get to hear the questions of the audience. Uh, great. So we're just going to say a big thank you. Yay! Oh, they don't get to hear. You don't record them. <laughs> Suckers. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening to Speak LA, the podcast. We want to be able to bring you more episodes like this one, but we can only do that with your support. So please take a moment to rate, review, and subscribe to Speak LA, the podcast. Seriously, do it. Yeah, go do it. Like go subscribe. <laughs> for more information on Speak LA, go to ispeakla.com. That's ispeakla.com. This episode of Speak LA, the podcast was sponsored by Actors Connection. Actors Connection is a professional development company for actors of all ages and levels with complimentary resources, seminars, masterclasses taught by directors and casting directors, and the best agent showcases in town. For more information about programs in L.A., New York, and Atlanta, go to ActorsConnection.com. Our sound engineer is the very talented Dan Leonard of HomeVoiceOverStudio.com. My name is Camille Thornton-Nolson. And I'm Jen Jostin, and we are the founders of Speak LA. You can find us at ispeakla.com.